Hello listeners and welcome to Injury Time. In this episode, we will be speaking to Mr. Eugene Sanlindo, who's returned to Bangalore FC after two years at ATK. Uh, we speak a lot about uh, the time away, the injuries that he suffered, watching the AFC Cup, uh, Asian Cup from home, uh, and what it means to come back to Bangalore. Uh, not just this, uh, not just the Bangalore FC, but the city itself, because he is uh, one of somebody who has been. you know studied here and has a good association with the with the team with, with the team and with the city uh, so we just wanted to bring this out for you and uh, hope you enjoyed so uh, how have you been i'm good man enjoying uh, being back in bangalore yeah i'm happy actually to be back here i was looking forward to the season uh, it's always in bangalore and obviously with the city that has always been a part of my childhood So yeah, looking forward to it. And uh, now pre-season, everything is going to start soon. Uh, how are you feeling? Feeling good. Uh, uh, couldn't wait for, can't wait, sorry, for the season to start, for the pre-season actually. So I'm looking forward to be back on the ground with players who have played before at the club and to actually play for the club once again. So. Uh, Let's talk about your move back to BSC. How are you feeling? How did it happen? Uh, how long was it in the pipeline? Me wanting to come here, and with ATK wanting to offload me, so it it did uh, it did all fall into place, and I was so happy that you know things opened up for me and the opportunity for me to come back happened. So and I was thrilled and I was filled with joy that. was coming back to bfc do you have a, a, a very big connection with the city you studied here yeah. college i think no school school uh, mount tam no bishop one boys bishop the uh, cotonian yeah so uh, you studied here then probably made the biggest strides in your footballing career in bangalore where you reached the heights that uh, one time you were almost rivaling uh, sunil's popularity almost I mean that is saying something in, in the context of Indian football. So, um, how important was it for you to get back here? Because the two years you had there, you had so many injuries. Two knee injuries? No, one knee injury. Yeah. yeah. So actually, you know, when um, when I was at BFC, when things you know were falling into place for me and uh, getting, you know, when when you are uh, when you start fall in love with the club. when you're falling in love with the club when you're actually you know going in the right direction with the club then suddenly you're forced to get out of the club because of the draft you know and being under a coach that in the previous year with roka was the beginning of his coaching tenure here mm. so and i had learned a lot in that season so i was hoping to learn more the next season but eventually and i was enjoying the kind of football that he was you know he was uh showing us and the kind of football he wanted us to play and I was enjoying it by toward the end of season we won the fed cup that season which we could have actually won the league but then you know new coach new tactics new things so mm-hmm. and uh eventually i ended up going to the draft and then getting picked up by atk and then things you know when your atk and ashley was there yeah things did work out because you know you had you had a coach you had a he okay even though he was not um The in the coach, coaching uh, staff and he was a technical director yeah. but he, he had I had a coach who had similar you know 
ways of playing football and similar thoughts and you know and he knowing having his faith in me and then suddenly out of the blue I get injured then next season another coach comes in you know and me coming back with an injury and not getting enough opportunity to play so it it it's it was been like a uh, been a downside you know and uh, knowing that things could have been different if I'd been here so but that's just life that's how football is and you just carry on does this place give you a feeling like you're back home oh yeah it does it definitely does and the moment when the deal broke through I was very happy and I knew that you know I was going to a place where I would be very comfortable on the pitch and off the pitch so that's what matters the most and and knowing that uh, being happy being you know it's very important for you to perform and you know so it was just like something that has actually you know on the positive side that you know things are happening are going back in the right direction for me you know while you were gone two years I think you were gone yeah. but it kind of seems longer for some reason but uh, in that time Sunil has said in interviews or other things we'll get him back when spoken about you uh, even Carles has alluded to it about how much he missed uh, you when the ISL started that first season and stuff like that. Did you always think you would come back? Because uh, the club, I think, definitely did want to get you back. Yeah, uh, you know, I wanted to come back, you know. I mean, like, it was... But then after the, after the injury happened, then everything just fell back and, you know, it made it harder for me to come here and for the club to actually look into it and get me here so which is very understandable and um, so sooner than myself we do joke around about it after I left the club I would be coming back here eventually now it has happened and you know I think what you say does really happen so I'm, I'm glad that we did have those talks and, <laughs> and then I'm back here now so uh, now in the second stint here now you're here uh, what is the role that has been spoken about you? Because now you're 32? Uh, 32, yeah. Yeah, and coming back from injury. So what kind of a role are you looking at? Because you are very, very integral uh, to the first, in the first round. You know, uh, I've never have had a formal talk, uh, talk with a coach regarding that. But I have still yet to meet him after I've come back here. That I would know, you know. But obviously as a professional, as a person who's devoted to club and has been with this club, for the past years and uh, you know from my side I feel that I I have to have the responsibility so that I you know keep myself fit and you know be available for the club and uh, you know to be the kind of a, a responsible senior or player who's been at club before and you know and to my experience to bring out the best of my experience here so that I can help the team in whatever way it is yeah, I mean, uh, this is this is what I was trying to get to. You, uh, you, Sunil, um, Eric, and all of you, very good core to have in terms of uh, being professional, in terms of doing things the right way, uh, playing the right way. So, uh, it's sort of an example to the next generation of kids that are coming through, maybe through the academy, maybe even someone like Udanta who's already established, but there's still a lot more development in this game. So, you feel like you are you are ready for take that role and show them like. This is what it takes to be a top uh, international. No, I mean like uh, kids do look up to, you know, players. And uh, for me, I've always felt that 
I have a responsibility because there are a lot of kids who look up to various players like for example like you said Eric Sun and all that stuff so the way the way the way we act the way we behave is very important for the kids so it it it, it is a, a way to show them how to behave when they're on the pitch or off the pitch so that they can become better athletes they can become disciplined and all that and all that stuff yeah so but it's important for us for me also to to behave in that way and for obviously for the testament that I've come and I'm coming from an injury from an uh, LCL injury then I want to show them that even though I've come from a, a severe knee injury I'm still back I can play I can perform to my best by being a professional uh, being a professional football player doing the right things and you know so it's very important for me to actually do that so that kids no matter after they get an injury they will have the belief in themselves that even though I've got an injury like you know yeah. they can still perform so the old Eugene is still there Yeah yeah he's still very much yeah it never goes away does it no, football is in the heart football is in the brain football is, you know it is a part of me so it's has always been there yeah. and uh, so the two knee, new injury i mean the knee injury that you had not the two one on the left leg on the left leg yeah yeah so uh, how was it acl is probably one of the worst ones you can have as, as far as a knee uh, injury goes. yeah the knee injury that i got was an lcl which was a bit rare yeah. lcl so, yeah which is lateral uh, yeah lateral collateral ligament so which is a bit rare and uh, yeah after I got injury after a month I got injury in November then in December I got the surgery done in Mumbai took me for a month to get the bandages off so that I could start because I had to lay I had to be in bed I couldn't move I couldn't think because of the surgery because it was an open surgery so yeah and how was the rehab rehab was good yeah I had my hair rehab done with Noel physio who was a part of BFC before and he was at ATK and uh, how much did that make you hamper your career obviously it hampered your career how was it mentally to be in that position where you were on top of the world uh, it's before? you know it's uh, I've always felt that life you know there are ups and downs and you know things come and things go so I've always been uh, able to tell myself that I have to be content with what I get and what happens in life so it was easier for me to take it otherwise you know it would have been tough with a say and you know in that because of the injury I'm, you miss on the Asia Cup and all something that you've looked forward to and then but that 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 that, that is how it is that is life so that's why I want to come back here I want to redeem myself and show that you know I'm I'm capable of being the player that I have, I I am so it's not easy but it's hard and uh, that's that is the positive thought that I've always keep telling myself that it has gone it's gone what has come has gone so I have to build a new future so where did you get that sorted way of thinking because a lot of the players when they get injured I uh, know so I'm a firm believer and you know so I've been taught that way so and you know life uh, sometimes I, I feel like while growing up i've always been brought up in a boarding school so i've never been at home since i was in nursery let's say all the way up to my when i was doing my degree and now as a football player i've never been home never stayed at home so i've learned to adapt and i've learned to you know to get along with circumstances so i think that's the reason one of the reason why that you know i've been able to be happy with what i get and you know So sometimes if things don't happen the right way don't happen according to my wish then I 
to be able to you know accept it because a lot of the time you see especially now when something that you want doesn't happen or happen immediately the thought is like oh this is not working the world is against me and all that kind of stuff yeah. rather than say okay maybe if i do this in 2 years time i can get there mm. the instant gratification of sorts that's a big issue now i mean like i uh, see the thing nothing is uh, you you can't just get success overnight you know you have to work hard you have to um, you have to build you know you have to you know so i think everyone understands that that you know it's just not done overnight so you have to work hard for it and so people i think the players do understand that it's not easy i mean it's a tough uh, profession and it's a profession that requires you to be focused every every day even in a training pitch and on the on the game days so they they all understand the how difficult it is and how focused you need to be and how you know what how challenging it is so it all looks pretty on the outside but you know it's tough work on the inside yeah. and there is something that you alluded to you missed the asian cup you were so integral to qualifying i think you played every single game in the qualifier and scored uh, and assisted goals how was it to miss that tournament because you were injured and couldn't get the time and you had people like rawlin who came uh, and few others who came and took the spanish thapa also so i mean football will move on but mm. how was it for you to yeah, i mean it was it was hard obviously to see you know to watch the games on tv and you being at home you know not being able to be a part of it but uh, like i said yeah life is life and you know you have to just take it as it comes but obviously from the inside i've i've always be, i i was sad that you know i couldn't be a part of it and i i couldn't have uh, you know been of any help to it so that i could have helped the national team anything but you know i've got injury got it in so it had it happened that way so i have to accept it does it drive motivate you now that even more Who yeah i mean i mean see the what drives me now is just because i'm i i feel uh, i'm very happy when i play football and all i want to do is just play football so it's not that i want to achieve something that but i just want to play football you know so that's the only thing that make me happy and it's only passion that's going to drive me you know so i can be back to my best and you know you know be happy on the pitch and deliver what i need to deliver and uh uh carles once spoke about your character and how much he missed your the character of using as much as the footballer that was using so uh and in a tactical sense also you adapted when they first came you had the afc run you were always a sentiment fielder and i think you were playing on the wide right or wide left on the uh, wide left maybe on the wide yeah. left yeah uh, but you still managed to adapt and i don't think being a winger is your uh, strength you're more passing yeah. and box to box so but you still adapted so uh, what does that uh, do you have like a uh, do you know how highly rated you are in terms of uh, tactical knowledge by coaches uh no <laughs> I, i i don't know much what, what we know but uh, whatever i training sessions coach um the coaches want me to do i try to you know try to perform i try to do my best my ability to actually grasp what they're saying and yet try to do you know like as a, when a teacher says tells a student he needs to do this uh, i try to do my best to follow instructions so i think that's why maybe he <laughs> says that so but uh i you know like 
we're in a prof like you know it's professional football when you know coaches have tactics coaches expect you know certain roles from certain players so it is the ability of the player to actually follow instructions that you know mm. makes the coaches happy so it's very important that uh, we as players are able to follow instructions so that we can get the right you know combination permutations for what the coaches wants and get deliver the tactical uh, part that the coach wants and to get the results So. How which which did you enjoy? I'm sure you had great. I mean, probably had the best time of your career under Ashley here. So, uh, what f- type of football did you enjoy? Did you like the? Uh, I think uh, being you know uh, they all had the different pros and cons. Like I said uh, in tactical parts, it's just to follow instructions and get the results, the best results of what the coaches want. So, according to Ashley and his results, we did we did we asked players, we did follow instructions, and we did get results. So if you look at BFC, they followed uh, Carlos last season, and the instructions that he done, and they got the results. So it's just about us as players being able to follow instructions and you know performing it on the pitch and getting results. Yeah. But and I do look forward to playing under Carlos. Yeah, you know him already from the yeah, yeah. previous stint, so uh, that should stand you in good stead. I mean, more importantly, he knows you also. Yeah. So uh, let's move away a little from the uh, these topics. Pratyum on this podcast uh, came and said he saw you play while he was coaching in Shillong, and then when he signed you or asked, reached out to you to get you to play for Shillong, he got you without your father said uh, he should not be paid. Yeah, it is. How, how was that? No, I just. And Pratyum was happy, just happy that he got you and now didn't have to pay. So uh, actually, what happened is because uh, at that time, so if you. Uh, Arima was the name of the club before, mm-hmm. before it be turned into Rangdejet. Mm-hmm. So we were playing in the same league as Lajong in Shillong League. So then you know, like the egos, I think we could probably could see that. But mm-hmm. then yeah, my dad didn't want me to take any money from Lajong. He wanted me to go and play for Lajong. But and for my dad, I think he he thought on the wider picture that for me to go play for Lajong is very important for me to be like to to get noticed to play. In a league because Lajong had just qual- uh, qualified again for an I league and then for mm. me it's very important for me to play at the national level so I'm I'm seen so I think that was a wise decision for my dad and for me to be and then I realized that for me then it was more about football rather than about money so which was the most which was the biggest driving force for my football footballing career and then from there you went on to play the I league. Yeah. Uh, for uh, I played for Lajong, then Rangdijet qualified, then I came to BFC. Yeah, and you you played here uh, against in this ground. I played against BFC in this yeah, ground. Yeah, I, I was there at that yes. match, and I remember uh, Ashley then later telling that he saw you and immediately was like, "Okay, we need to sign him up next year." I think you were not playing in centre midfield that day. Maybe uh, right oh, wing, I was playing on the wing on the wing. <coughs> yeah, so you have played there. No, sometimes when coaches expect me to perform do that, you have to do that, go to that. Yeah, I try to do my best, but you know it's not the <laughs> <laughs> it's not the ideal yeah. place. Okay, so do you enjoy playing big games? Uh, I think uh, those are the you know means as football players, you know, like we always look you know playing under playing in a pitch where it's full of you know spectators, fans, you know cheering. I think for me, I feel that's a driving force. You know, like that makes you want to play, gets you energized, pumped up. So obviously, 
in India that happens only in big games, you know. Mm. So yeah, we do look. I do really do look forward to playing in big games. And you, I think the best performances that you've had for BFC came in the AFC Cup, whether it's a group stage or later on. And uh, Sunil once told me, the JT Johor ground, away ground, when you're playing, and you scored mm. straight from the corner once yeah. during a qualifier for the yeah. AFC Champions, Champions League, League. Uh, and then you hit that crazy wonder strike. Uh, in the one that you actually beat them in the semi-final in the AFC Cup return leg here. Yeah. Uh, Sunil called him, that's Lindo's ground. <laughs> that's what he said. Uh, last time when I was spoken to him, he said that was Lindo's ground. That was the ground where he... And you... He said you scored the goal and there was pin drop silence. And you could hear like the air go out of the stadium in absolute silence. So, is the, are those the games that... Yeah, uh, I think, yeah. Because when you look at Johor, when you look at the fans that are there and the sound that they make, the noise that they make. You know, the moment you enter the pitch, when you're actually warming up, you can hear the fans are already singing, they're already, you know, the, the atmosphere of the ground, it's almost like a European team, like, so when you, when you're in the dressing room and you want to go out, you know, at first you're like, you know, a bit, a bit, you know, like a bit shaky because, you know, like you can feel the, the tension on the, you know, mm. and, but the moment you're on the pitch and the people are playing, you're playing football and the people are, you know, it's just, it's just a, different thing altogether it's just like something that's meant to be you know mm. crowds and football and the noise so and I remember when I after this, because they were leading 1-0 yeah. and it was a semi-final for like first leg so and so the moment we scored it was just so quiet and you could hear you know you could see people just like you know they were pissed off and all that stuff you know so that, it, it was a good sight to see from our point of view yeah. but yeah it was I was very nice and, and I was running and then Reno was Reno was coming and Vinit were coming just behind me and we were serving a front of fans and it was it's amazing. So a lot of the players they kind of tune out uh, the crowd. So you actually take in the noise. Yeah, the, the noise is like no more. Actually, when the moment you get, you know, it's it's the the noise at the start. It's more like fuel, hmm. but the moment you start. When you st- you play, you drive. It it just you're just zoned out, and it just becomes blank, and you're just playing with the team and the football. You hardly know what's happening outside, until unless you're losing. I think. <laughs> <laughs> so, and the return leg, how was the noise like? Because that is probably the loudest I've heard uh, that stadium since the match against Iran, if I'm not mistaken, or maybe Oman one also. Uh, I think the crowd, the the noise here in BFC has always been amazing, and it it is second to none in India, obviously. And I think they are in Asia. They are also. I feel the, the way they're going, they're always going to be there up in Asia among other teams as well. So that's why even when you play in BFC, every home game is always interesting to play because you know the fans. You know the fans are always there, and you can hear this noise that they you know they bring and you know it's like I said if the people are there you want to play football but if it's an empty stadium it's very boring to play so like uh, I think that's one of the upside that BFC has over other clubs when you play at home because BFC always have the fans behind them you know in numbers whether it be a weekday or a weekend mm-hmm. so which is very important and for us players on the pitch so and that's why uh, these past two years I feel I missed that and you know, when I came last season with ETK, even though I didn't play, but I could see the noise and I'm on, on the opposite end and I'm thinking, ah, oh, this is what I've missed. Mm. And 
They Couldn't. sang your name, I think. Yeah, he was so <coughs> thoughtful of them, and uh, you know, yeah, I just felt that I should be back here, and somehow I'm here, and I just want to be back on the pitch playing for them. And you obviously played in Shillong and in the northeast side, so there even the local league has a lot of uh, support. So I think is that an environment that you've always grown up in? Yeah, yeah, football is like, you know, back home, it has always been like that. You know, even if you go to a village and watch a um, village match, it's uh, all respect. But uh, it's not, football, it's uh, back there, it's not organized like how it is here at BFC where, you know, fans to sing together. There it's more of individual, you know, shouts and all this stuff and abuses and then <laughs> and, 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 and so but yeah so but it's it's something you know but to play in front of a big crowd it's interesting but to play or to play in front of a crowd that's knows what they're doing is more fun so how do you react to being abused by the fans i know it's just part of you know it's you know it's oh, what happens on the pitch obviously but then or you when you you get abused and you just want to do well and you want to win and you know to answer them back that's the only way as yeah. a football player because you can't you know abuse them back <laughs> <laughs> no, because uh, when we used to play I used to play with my glasses on and the people on the ground used to call me four eyes uh, because I played on the wing they can really easily shout so <laughs> it was a little disturbing and I'm not a confrontational type of person so uh-huh. I don't take it well I kind of crumble a little bit when that happens you guys obviously seem to rise up to the challenge yeah, like uh, like I told you, it's more like an adrenaline rush when people are shouting, when people are so. It's very important that you know. It's very important that you, uh, you know, take that in a positive way, you know, rather than because it's easy when you play in a big match, you hear people shouting, you hear that, it's easy like you said to crumble to players to you know to go into a shell, but that do happens with some players, but some yeah. players take it into good strides and help help improve the performance on the day. So yeah, those players go and play for the national team. The other ones write about uh, the players who play for the national team. <laughs> like me. So uh, let's something less uh, serious, more about it. You are obviously very interested in music. Uh, you told me Blink One Eighty Two was your favorite band. Yeah, it was my favorite band. Are they still your favorite band? Uh, no, I, they've broken up and they've formed another person. Son, I've actually never listened to them ever since. Hmm. Yeah. Who's your favorite band now? Now. Uh, I don't know, lately I've been listening to Inflames a lot, mm-hmm. so uh, I really love the music that they produce. Oh. And your guitar, it was a constant travel companion for you? No, 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 I don't, I don't travel my guitar, oh. only guitars only at home when I'm back. Well, in Calcutta, I, did, I, bought a, I bought a guitar because we normally stay in a hotel, so it's boring to stay in there, so I just use a guitar to have. How many guitars do you have? I just have two, oh. one here, one Calcutta, or oh, three, sorry, one at home. All electric or all acoustic? No, no, all acoustic. All acoustic ones? Yeah. Okay. So, uh, where did that interest come from? Uh, I, uh, it has to be my dad because my dad plays the guitar. So, he's the one who's actually tried to influence me. He influenced me in a lot of music. So, I think I took that, you know. And then I... Because he likes to listen. He likes to play and he's more into classical kind of... Uh, not classical, sorry, classic, classic music. So the olden days, like me again, for example, you see, like all the Beatles and all the mm, stuff, yeah. yeah. So he's the one who's introduced me to those kind of music. So I'm, I eventually fallen in love with music, and and he plays the guitar, so I fell in love with the guitar as well. Okay. So uh, it's so the first when I got the guitar, first thing I learned was uh, nothing else matters because that is the only reason why I got the guitar 
because you open it's open strings the first part yeah. which is the first song you learned uh i think if uh, first guitar i learned was uh, this um uh, ronan keating uh, i think when you say nothing yeah when you say nothing uh, there must be the one yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because i don't think he has another famous song to that level maybe yes couple but if tomorrow never yeah if tomorrow, uh, if tomorrow never comes, comes yeah, yeah. so it must be the when you say nothing at all it must be that then uh, uh smile sorry S- smile by bgs oh, okay yeah that was sung by the boys or no huh? boys or no <laughs> yeah so uh this guy this guy and i we often run into each other on music concerts and stuff especially in gillies hmm. uh, what about you interested in concerts live shows yeah yeah i'm very much interested in co- i remember when we were in school in corns so so normally we get, when we get out we go stay in a local garden place we my uh, friends like uh from my place back who are older to us they used to take us for concerts and we used to go watch you know before bangalore was uh big hub for rock concerts but mm. i don't know how well it is this these days but before it was, there were a lot of rock concerts rock you know like it was a lot of bands playing in bangalore it yeah. was interesting but now i don't think it's the same yeah now it happens outside bangalore yeah when we we you came for the plini show We uh, met on the Black Star Blue show. Yeah, yeah. And then Pliny also you were there. I don't know. I don't think so. So it's not much actually. Uh, especially foreign bands, nothing yeah, comes. Come But uh, some good Indian bands that as we keep searching in cinema affects all of them are here. So okay. That part is nice. So I guess I will run into both of you now in the next concerts hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, yeah. Beyond, I mean, it's in Kormangala only. They have fandom is probably the best. Uh, sound like indoor yeah it's what is this and then gilis gilis kormangla in the whole in the world okay 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 they so have a cube sort of a thing that you walk into and it's mm. like full soundproof and stuff oh, in a small balcony they allow to play late because you can't hear the music uh. <laughs> amazing great uh, best acoustics probably that i've seen oh, it's only acoustics uh, no no i mean in terms of sound uh, okay okay fine it just comes all together very very well they've okay. done it designed it well i guess So uh, beyond that, what do you do on your free time? Uh, no, I'm not a video game person. Thank God. Uh, I'm more of an outdoor person. Hmm. So back home, all this while, so when I have off, I do like to go cycling, and I sometimes with my friends, with my cousin brothers, we do go out fishing. Hmm. I'm not great at fishing though, but <laughs> they like because it's a nice pastime. You know, it's very relaxed, enjoy nature. So that's what I do most. Fishing back home? Yeah. Okay, because here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here, though, obviously, you, uh, after training, let's say, I will go back, maybe rest, and I don't go hang out much. Only sometimes when there are new movies that come out, then mm. I go out. So else, uh, nothing much here. Yeah, you know, uh, one time I called him for an interview, and he was walking out of Assassin's Creed uh, movie. In Calcutta. In here, when this is when you were here. Is it? Yeah, you went okay. for the Assassin's Creed movie, and then you told me it's a good movie. So I didn't watch it. Uh, oh, maybe it doesn't look good. It's not good. So I guess that is just about it. Uh, you have anything else to add to your fans? Because this will go out as a audio podcast as well. Now, obviously, uh, like the day I reached Bangalore, and uh, the fans were having the Eddie's. It's called Eddie's Awards, no? And you know, obviously, when the reception that. Oh yeah, what what was that? I mean, I saw the thing on. Uh, social media but i didn't really it's know. an awards run by the fans oh okay yeah so yeah obviously the reception that i received by the fans it was overwhelming and you know i couldn't be much happier and you know 
obviously my ex I'm very not good with expressions though but uh, I did feel a lot of uh, warmth and I did feel that you know I be I felt that like they make me belong here and like I they felt that I never left the club and you know so uh, it's always a pleasure and I just want to get back on the pitch and you know make them happy thank you Eugene thank you for your time I know it's an early day now but thanks man. yeah and that was uh, my interview with Eugene and Lindo I uh, hope you enjoyed it I did write a story on the same you can check it out on Deccan Herald um and to anybody who's curious Eugene did try a Yulu bike after the conversation we had in the beginning and uh, he did let me know that he quite enjoyed the experience of doing it so um without trying to sound like they're sponsoring us uh, which they are not uh we just wanted to make an announcement before uh, I, i know that there has not been enough episodes uh, consistently but it's just uh, i have sort of doing this on my own now with a friend of mine helping me with production uh, it's a little difficult in terms of logistics to get things done at the moment i'm trying to figure out a way let's uh, i i hope to do the weekly episodes you know, once the season starts and everything starts running smoothly again uh in the meantime we'll try to do as much as possible give you interviews and stuff like that which have managed to collect over the past few months um so i hope uh, that's fine and in meanwhile just let us know if you continue to listen or you like the effort that we are doing and you like the episodes anything we can improve uh, all feedbacks are welcome until then uh, just enjoy the game